The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. It's uh, 235 on the 630 Chad Afternoon News. Uh, we know it's one of the biggest purchases of your life, so it's important to get it right. But buying a home can be a pretty daunting task. But armed with knowledge, you can make it a bit easier. Our consumer expert, Julie Matthews, joins us this afternoon. And I just said to you, I've never had a good experience buying or selling a home. That's it has, I've never had a bad experience. No, it's, it's been it's been excruciatingly bad huh. numerous times. Now, you're just going through the process right now, I so am. this is all fresh in your mind. <laughs> okay, so what was the biggest... I, I want to hear about your bad experiences, Yeah, well, what was your what biggest problem? Uh, oh, well, um... I don't know if I can actually say oh, it on now I want to know on air, but well, for, <laughs> so Julie's for very, she's very polite. She's so like, for instance, oh, well, let's pass. no, no, let's oh, go right instance, into it. Yeah. Um, when I was selling one of my homes, um, the, the the realtor came back and said, "Okay, this is this is we can't get any more. This is your final offer. Your final offer. I can't get you any more." And we were away in New Orleans, so we were dealing this all by being away, and that was a little tricky. And we said, "Okay, fine, no problem." Two hours later, the realtor calls back and says, "Oh, by the way, I uh, I got I, I pushed up the price another couple of grand, quote, so I could get more of a of a commission." Well, he shouldn't have added oh. the last part to it, right? But the fact is, is that if your if your clients just said that this was the final offer, final offer, they and, changed your offer, and she turned and and he turned around ooh, ooh. and asked for more. We could have lost. Yes. We could have lost it because they said they're not taking it anymore. This is it. This is it. Well, so that's she a real goes estate back. agent problem. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it was a real estate agent problem. It was it was a big one. So that's just part of a long story of dealing with that with that person. Huh? Yeah, it went on and on, uh, and lied, lied and full out lied to us about uh, there being other offers on the table for the house that we were buying. Said so, you know, she, this person calls late at night. Says you know what, you're home. Uh, the the house that you're looking in, there's lots of other offers coming in on it. You need to get on it. You need to get on it. You need to get on it. You need like the pressure tactics, right? Yeah. And uh, then I found out afterwards because we became friends with the owner of the home afterwards because we had to spend time to learn about different things. They said, no, you guys were the only offer ever. See, realtors shouldn't be like used car salesmen and not to pick on used car salesmen, but mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. Like, you know, that should not happen. Mm-hmm. And RICA, which is the Real Estate Council of Alberta, needs to hear about problems like that. <laughs> so that, and maybe you did complain to them, I don't know, but that is something that people need to keep in mind that RICA does investigate realtors, pull their licenses, and that sort of thing. Because there, there are, like any industry, good and bad ones out there, yeah. that's for sure. Well, if in fact... You know, the people who were buying my place were saying that was the, the final offer, final offer, and we accepted it. And then she adds more. Like uh, we were just afraid that we could have lost, we could have mm-hmm. lost it there. And to me, that was kind of breaking all sorts of rules. <laughs> you would think so. And in a market like this right now, mm-hmm. where it's a buyer's market, mm-hmm. and so many homes on the sale are not budging. Mm-hmm. Like I know people who've been trying to sell their house for a year and a half, and they've had no real serious offers in that time. So it, it's really important to choose your realtors carefully. It's, I'm really sorry to hear that you had mm-hmm. that experience. I mean, picking a realtor sometimes is a bit of a gamble if you don't really know anyone. I mean, I would recommend talking to people who've used that realtor. But how do you pick references. one? I mean, it's just, you know, what happened with the house that we were looking at it was like it was kind of the one that's name popped up that day assigned to the house on that yeah, but day that's their realtor yeah. you can hire your own realtor 
Yeah, no, this one just kind of came along, said it was her property. Yeah, realtors sometimes like to claim that, but you can use whatever realtor you want. Mm-hmm. So that would be my first recommendation is when you're looking to buy a house, even if, like in my case, I had one specific house I was looking at, I could have easily just gone to the realtor mm-hmm. that's on pretty faces on the sign of that house. But I went and got my own. So now it's going to, my realtor and that realtor are going to have to split the commission. But I at least know that I have someone working for me 100%. Yeah, and actually you can have some sort of, they can have some kind of unofficial conversations with each other That's as well, right. which will help you out a lot. Man, so, I just thought you yeah. got stuck with whoever the name no. was on there. <laughs> no. It's like having your own personal agent. Get a realtor that you love, that you trust to help you find houses, buy houses. Even if, like I say, you have one specific one, they get in there as your agent and they are the ones fighting for you, or they should be. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, because I'll tell you something. It was like they weren't fighting for me whatsoever. Really? See, there, there, therein lies your mistake. I was just looking for more and more commission and then wanted the commission, wanted to sell the other house because we were selling two right. houses at the time. And we're like, no, not well, happening. Well, let's go to the next problem then, because if you have your own realtor, which you should have your own realtor, they can also oftentimes make a recommendation of home inspector because you don't want to have their realtor mm-hmm. choose the home mm-hmm. inspector. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I'm right about that. You are. In fact, uh, when I was troubled, shooter some of the worst stories about uh, home inspections and even bad home purchases came out of home inspectors that were recommended by a realtor and when the troubleshooter called that realtor and said why did you recommend them the realtor admitted they didn't know anything about that company mm. that they had met them at some party got their business card and got 10% kickback or right, something exactly. so you always need to not I mean I'm sure some realtors have some educated recommendations of home inspectors but I would still research and choose your own okay so back to the realtor how do you find the right realtor? So talk to friends and family. Okay. Who have they used and who have they liked? If you find a realtor that you like, make sure they haven't had any complaints. You can always call Rika just to double check. That stuff is usually public knowledge if it's still on the books. Mm-hmm. Um, ask for references. Actually talk to people whose house they've sold and make sure it's a recent sale as well. There's such a huge difference. If you have a good experience with a realtor, you will use them forever. Hmm. You will use them forever. Well, let's talk about this for a second too because you just reminded me. It's been so long since I bought or sold a house. So those realtors that show up and say they've got an offer on your house already and they want you to sign a contract so that they're your realtor. But contracts can be, you di- you dictate the term of the contract. So if a realtor, for example, were to say, I have a buyer for your house, you could give them a 36-hour contract then, right? Sure, I produce, guess so. Produce the buyer. Yeah. I, I just, I know that realtors, in my experience has been that they want to have a long term, like six months, because they don't know how long it's going to take to sell. Um, But it's entirely up to you what the the term is. And I I do wonder, I mean, is there any red flags with somebody who comes to your house and says, I have an offer already? Well, the fact that you're asking the question kind of answers that. Yeah, right? it is a bit of a... Because it makes you yeah. feel a little weird, right? You, right. You, and maybe they're being super entrepreneurial, right? And they're, and maybe that shows that energetic go-getter mm-hmm. uh, spirit that you want to see in a realtor. But I think a good realtor should be doing those extra things for you. Like, they should be already telling you, hey, you know that house you were looking at? Here's what the property taxes are every year. Hey, I got a copy of their utility bills. Here's approximately what they pay. Oh, guess what? There's a home... Um, um, 
a home association in the area mm -hmm. or a strata. Mm -hmm. These are your fees. Like they should be working for you and telling you all of that information. We fell when selling my very first a different realtor um, when after the divorce and we were looking for someone. We got a, a brochure in the mail saying, "Hi, my name is so and so. I have buyers looking uh, in this neighborhood." Blah blah blah. And we thought, "Oh, okay. You know what? If he knows kind of the neighbors, whatever." He's the one that came in. He's the one that got it. And of course, there was never, right. ever anybody that he had on the line to look for. We kept asking, well, where are these people that you said on the postcard? Like, we, we fell. We were stupid. We were just stupid. But then you know what? When I moved into DeWilliger Town, about uh, six months later, seven months later, the exact same postcard from the exact same oh, realtor no. oh. showed up in my email or in my in my inbox my mailbox and I sat down and I wrote him the nastiest letter you could ever see. <laughs> nastiest letter. I'm like, yeah, you fool me once, dummy. Anyway, yeah, I just... But see, that's uh, misleading. It and is misleading. And they should have to produce that. Mm -hmm. Okay, like Andrew said, okay, you got 36 hours, show me who they Showing are. Right if you've got a buyer, bring them over. Yeah. That's so wrong. It's, yeah, just so very, very frustrating. And the, the one, the area I don't know about is inspectors because... I don't know how to choose an inspector, and I don't know what they should be looking for, and I don't know if I should be walking behind them. I've had three inspectors on three houses, and they were three, they did three entirely different jobs. Mm -hmm. I mean, we had one guy who pointed out the life expectancy of the hot water tank, the mm -hmm. furnace. He talked about, you probably should have gotten a permit for this, and you don't have it. I mean, he was so thorough. He pointed out the, the cap on the chimney wasn't the right size. And we had another guy who just sort of, I don't even know that he walked through the house. It's, it was so quick. Yeah, there is a... So I just had, on Thursday, my very first home inspection ever. Because I've rented or I've bought from people I knew, mm -hmm. exam, you know, etc. Um, but I've investigated them lots, and I know what's <laughs> expected. And you can imagine the troubleshooter um, criteria they had to meet before I picked one. So I, 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 even though the Better Business Bureau doesn't have a lot of power, I do like to use that as a starting point for an industry like that where I'm not as familiar. And then I look for complaints. And then I call or email six to ten of them in this case because I wasn't in a big rush, right? I mean, it's an email. You can send the same email to all of them. I ask key questions. What I think are key questions are what don't you do? What mm. don't you cover, right? Because they're happy to, to illustrate, but they never sort of fill in the gaps as to what they don't do. So some of them will physically go up on the roof and some of them mm -hmm. won't. They'll mm. look at it from the ground. You know, the same thing, um, one of the home inspectors that I talked to actually runs a recall check on every appliance in the house. But the other ones I talked to don't do that. Wow. So it's just an extra little benefit. The one that I picked was a little higher on the quote end of the spectrum, but I was super impressed with his answers. And I do think that you need to kind of go with your gut once you've checked a few of them. He gave very detailed answers to the point where he even said, hey, if you, even if you choose not to go with me, I see that there's in-floor heating in this house. Make sure that you have the homeowner turn on the in-floor heating that morning or the night before so that when the home inspector comes mm. in with the infrared camera, they can make sure that if the entire floor is being heated properly. Wow. I mean, there's some amazing stuff that home inspectors, detailed ones, will do. So is that an opinion? Opinion or a guarantee? 
a home inspector. So home inspectors have to have a license with the province of Alberta now. This was brought in a number of years ago. They also have to have errors and omissions insurance. And they have to put a security bond up with their license when they get it from the province. The errors and omissions insurance is designed to sort of be there for consumers and for some extra coverage for them if they approve a house that then turns out to be a bit of a nightmare. Hmm. So that is something that was brought in when the licensing for home inspectors started in the province of Alberta and that's the number one thing you should always ask for as well is to make sure they are licensed. How do they get that license? What do they have to go through to get that license? So it's with Service Alberta, with the government of Alberta. They have to pay an annual licensing fee. They have to produce, I believe, a copy of their contract to make sure it meets the requirements and lays everything out for the consumer. They have to provide proof of that errors and emissions insurance and they have to put up a bond. They also have to show that they have proper certification and training. And that's where my question is, where does the certification and training come from? So there's specific institutes in Canada, internationally, and in Alberta that are recognized, and they have to have certification or training from those. They're all listed on um, the Service Alberta website, and really any good home inspector will have all of them listed right there as well. Now, the house... the you were buying. Did you have a, your own home inspector go to it? The, the last one, the, mm-hmm. the the ranch? Yeah, we had home inspector. And how did you find that home? I mean, did they tell you? No, the home inspector was someone that I knew. He okay. was a friend of mine. Okay. He was a friend of mine. Yeah, so I knew him that way. But the home inspector... Oh no, he was the home inspector I think I used for the other house too in Allendale when I when I sold and you it were as well. With his well, services. I was satisfied. He he pointed out a, a major flaw. There was a there had been um, we'd had people come through and saying there's been water down here in the the downstairs apartment. I said no, we've never had a flood down here. Nothing, nothing, nothing. And they finally found it is that when we put the soaker tub up in the in the bedroom or the bathroom that the um, um, a bolt or something had broken and it was just trickling down and then coming down one wall. And he says, this has had this has been all wet down here. He says, take a look at it. And as it turns out, he showed me how to fix it. We got it fixed. Um, we dried out all the walls. Everything was taken care of. And we were able to sell it, no problem. But yeah, so he's hmm. he's he's been he's like, ah, I got to do all this work. But he, he found that. And that's why we kept him on for the next one. So, you know, when you're making an offer in a house and they counter offer yeah. and, uh, you know, you go back and forth. Julie, if a, a homeowner says no inspection, that that's their counter offer. I will not allow an inspection. Uh, what would you say to that? I would walk away. Me I too. mean, that's a huge that's a huge red flag. I mean, I I think, and the interesting thing is, we were asking our realtor about the home inspection. So, how bad does something have to be when you find it on the home inspection to cancel the deal? And they said there really aren't a lot of rules on that right now, and that they've had people call off a deal because they decided they didn't like the paint color after all. Hmm. Like, so, interestingly enough, you can use the home inspection to get out of a deal. Um, Personally, I wouldn't do that. Um, But I'm always amazed at what the inspection can show. I mean, even the one we got, it was something like 55 pages with photos. And we got it day of, that evening of the home inspection, same day. And it detailed, okay, these are the 10 things that I find super or more serious. And then every little thing after that. You mentioned Mm -hmm. the moisture. They have moisture readings. He found a spot on the baseboard beside the tub where obviously their curtain, their shower curtain wasn't totally covering. And so there was, he's like, oh, look, the moisture readings are higher here, right? Hmm. I mean, it's just warped the baseboard yeah. a little bit. It's not serious, but that's how detailed some of them are. Yeah. And then you can make the decision, right, as to whether that's serious or not. Hmm. We have to take a break, but I want to talk about uh, virtual contracts because I know t- times have changed since <laughs> I bought my house, but I signed a virtual contract today and, um, 
for something totally unrelated to home purchase, but I couldn't believe this was binding. I'm typing my name and I'm scrawling with my mouse, my signature, which looks nothing like my signature. Let's talk about that in a moment. Consumer expert Julie Matthews joining us in studio this afternoon. We're talking about uh, real estate, home inspections, and I know both Andrew and Julie wanted to talk about virtual contracts. I sure do. So are virtual contracts as binding as a hard copy contract? It depends on the industry and what if there's any regulations that say that's not the case, but normally, yes. Yeah. Like there's there's no bigger purchase than a house. So can you is there virtual contracts in real estate? Well, it depends what you mean by virtual contracts. If you mean electronically signed contracts? Yes. Yes, those are binding now. What I thought was really interesting because I've had to sign one recently and it's the first time for me as well. I did not like the fact that so let's say it wants my signature 5 times in the contract. So I sign it once and then it goes next and you hit that it zooms past uh, all the fine print that's true. and <laughs> takes me to the next spot where I mm-hmm. sign. So I could literally sign the whole document without reading a single word. Sign and really, don't we all do that anyways? And we're all in a hurry. Yeah. So this was the thing that jumped out at my little troubleshooter brain is that how many people are not reading it? And if I was a realtor or a seller or a buyer that was trying to put in a weird condition uh-huh. or maybe an extra fee or change the amount... And no one's reading it anymore because they're all electronically signing. How easy would that be? It bothered me. So Well, yeah, because you you always <laughs> read the fine print. Yeah, but everyone's gotten in the habit of agreeing just, to terms yeah. and conditions, yeah. right? Check the box and off you go. Yeah. But you have to scroll back. So I signed it in all five spots, but at the end when it said complete, I just said no. And I went back up to the top and I just read it. So again, mm. please, like you said, Andrew, it's such a huge purchase. It just takes a minute. And the fine print actually wasn't as scary and mm-hmm. wasn't as much of it as I was actually expecting. Um, please don't just sign and send it off in 10 yeah. seconds. You need to read that. You need to, all those little hidden costs, right? The things that can add up I've found over the years and, you know, like the sump pump, how old is that? We went through three sump pumps within two years wow. when we first moved in there. I mean, we moved in there. Looking back, you know, the house that we're in right now, wish we had known more a lot more, um, especially if you're de- dealing with things like septic systems and cisterns and, and that. I mean, if you, especially if you're a city kid moving out there and you don't have a clue how it works, <laughs> you need to know how to have a have a clue how it works. Um, you were talking about the furnace rental thing as well, and this is interesting because that's what we do now. Our furnace and our water tank too, I think, is both rental. Um, but if we were to sell our house, what happens in that in, in that case? Well, there's a lot of homes now that yeah, a lot of appliances, yeah. water purifiers, air conditioners, hot water tanks, whatever it might be. They're on 10-year, often 10-year rental slash maintenance contracts. And after that, they tend to roll into another one and or you pay them out. Mm -hmm. So if you're trying to sell your home, there is no guarantee that you can just pass that on to the buyer. You're the one as the original person who signed that rental contract. You're on the hook. So if you can try and convince the new buyer to take take it over. But if they're not willing to, then you're going to have to pay it out. And for some people, especially if you haven't had the appliances for very long, we're talking about $5,000 yeah. per appliance yeah. to buy out these contracts where that can add a lot of extra loss, a lot of extra money onto that, right? So it's something to keep in mind if you are getting into these rental contracts. Remember that you may not be able to pass these on to the buyer um, and make sure that you're choosing a reputable company. I think some of the rental contracts can are with reputable companies and maybe the maintenance costs mm-hmm. are worth it and other ones maybe not so much. Yeah, we, we've been very happy with the, the rental stuff that we've gone through, especially 
especially with the maintenance and if there's a problem and you know the the, the charge the fees to to get it fixed it's been really good for us but yeah that is something to certainly think about if a for sale sign ever goes up in front of that place my goodness and I think a lot of realtors forget about those rental contracts yeah. too um, and you get those surprises sort of later on in the process so mm. it's good to know about that rental possibility up front and ask those questions you know uh, with regard to the realtor is there a way to find what uh, is there a public source to find what they've sold recently or because they all claim to have sold lots of houses in your area how do you know if they have or have That's them? a good question. Um, I would say call their brokerage and you could even talk to their supervisor rather than just them if you feel like you want a little bit more information. Um, a lot of them have their own websites, but again, you know, how true? do you is know the true? information right. on there is updated? I know one of our realtor listeners just said that uh, he's quite horrified at what he's hearing because it's a, you know, it's a business that he takes pride of in. Course, Absolutely. Yeah. He's suggesting that uh, you really sit down and interview your realtor. Oh, yes. Yeah. Didn't know how to choice. <laughs> I thought when we made the call for that house and she's the one that was on uh, no, up yeah. that day, it was like a rotating thing that, and that's the one we got. Hmm. We're super happy with the realtor we picked, and it's someone we kind of knew through other people. And um, I, you know, he's he's great. Like he's been so upfront and totally fighting for us the whole yeah. time. I would use him again because he believes in the experience. He's made it. The customer service has been great. It's made a big difference and made the experience less scary. And I think that's what realtors should do for you. Okay, so we're out of time, but uh, two tips that people need to know: research your home inspectors. Always get a home inspection. Always, always. <laughs> Julie Matthews will talk to you next month. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.